1: Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my co-captain,
2: Mr. I feel old and spacey right now, so thanks.
1: Yeah, right. This is Sobin of Old Space Show follows the continued episode-by-episode travelogue through the first season of Outer Space 1999. <laughs> we the colon. The... Yeah, oh, yeah. A dot over dot, uh, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space. The population of its human built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today we are talking about the 16th episode End of Eternity. Blowing up more asteroids.
2: This episode.
1: Weird Space Dude.
2: This episode.
1: Healing Regenerative Powers.
2: This episode.
1: He knows immortality.
2: This episode.
1: He also knows
2: torture. Yeah, see, I already have problems with that with that title. (laughs)
1: Right. Uh, a reminder: we are going through the episodes in the fan-preferred production order, not broadcast order, as found on streaming services. All right. And this one, while exploring a cavern in an asteroid, the Alphans release Baylor, a sadistic alien who has achieved immortality. And it's directed by Ray Austin and written by Johnny Byrne, who have both even probably written and directed together some of these episodes so far. Our guest star, though, is
2: Peter Bowles. Peter Bowles? Well, he was in Antonioni's Blow Up. Mm-hmm. As a, and he was in a ton, a ton of British TV, as most of our uh, guest yeah. stars are. Uh, right yeah they f- 1999, it seems to be a recurring trend uh, but you know a rumpole of the Bailey and other uh, staples of PBS uh, masterpiece theater the 70s. right uh, he was in that Claudius all kinds of fun British television going back all the way to way before even 1999 I mean Antonio and his blow-up of course is a classic classic film and he's he's in that and uh, he has one of those faces if you've watched like any kind of BBC Drama. You probably mm-hmm. recognize his face immediately, and boy, does he chew up some scenery in this man. Oh Oof.
1: yeah, oh yeah.
2: He might have brought. Should have brought some mayonnaise and salsa because he chewed it up so much on
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this one opens up with their blowing up another space asteroid.
2: Well, this is a blowing things up is a recurring theme.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but this time, this one has mark a door and markings on it. Wait,
2: wait. All right, now. first, hey. We found an asteroid with its own life support system. Let's blow it up. Yep. Oh, hey, let's get to this asteroid. Oh, wow. There's a door with alien markings on it it's sealed.
1: What are we going to do? Let's blow it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they get the, the door open. One of their guys gets hurt and they walk inside. And they're like, oh, look, it's got breathable, sustainable air inside, which to me is like they don't want to film them with their helmets on fully. So,
2: the, well, or yeah, ADR. Holy crap. We blew the hell up out of this guy. Yes. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. There
1: was, uh, another body that appears injured by it too. That's like under debris.
2: And some of the worst night gallery reject art oh, ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> like Rod Sterling would thumbs, you know, give it a thumbs down. It was it's like faces in terror, twisted with uh, lots of veiny grays and greens. It very much reminded me of like a night gallery painting.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, a bunch of them, all terrifying drawings, ooh, foreshadowing. What does
2: and, it mean? What is it mean? The, when they show that, when they show Baylor, the immortal dude that we get to meet pretty soon, um, laying there like covered in blood or whatever, they bring out the Doctor Who music. Hmm. I noticed there was like a lot of scenes in this where they took out all of the sound, but they left the music in. Yeah. Like there's a scene later on we'll talk about where they just had hammer dulcimer like during an action scene, mm-hmm. but no other sound. Yeah. And they do that here too. My favorite part is that Victor's like, Nope, nothing else to see here. He picks up one rock. He's like, yeah. no, that's all we need. And I'm like, look I'm like, there's all these paintings on the wall. There's like all the yeah, you know, all this Thanks. stuff. Nope.
1: Did we go all the way down the hallways? Like, did we ch- like yeah? Look like, around, maybe? Yeah. They did not look around. They're like, Okay, we've gone far enough. Oh, man. Let's take this bloody, the body that belongs to this bloody hand up here.
2: They take him back to Alpha, and all of a sudden, it's Medical Center, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They Mm -hmm. got him on the gurney, and Helen is there with her team, rolling him in the Medical Center, not one glove, not one mask. No. Then they're like, oh, he's dead, right? Yes. And then when they go for the autopsy, they're all wearing masks, (laughs) gloves. I'm like, (laughs) why? (laughs) Why didn't you do this before? (laughs) you know he's alive oh no let's let's not do any of that but he's dead oh we better take all the precautions so.
1: yeah and they keep their dude mike baxter they keep oh my god in his own room now the recurring scene we've talked
2: about many an episode is the actor you've never seen before right episode. right here is the prime example of this this guy mike
1: oh yeah all he... we know
2: about him is that he's a pilot yep and then yep. he got his eyes he has a, a scene with k-nick here
1: yeah there's only one pilot it. we care about, and his name is Alan. Right.
2: But like first, he has a scene with Koenig and nothing happens. Yeah. Right? And Koenig's like, oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I've never seen him before. He's like, yeah, I know. Uh, let's wait for the... And Koenig's like, let's wait for the medical to come back on, on you make sure until you fly again. Right. And I'm like, who is it? What? Okay. We
1: Should still on for on? poker night, Koenig? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: please do not hit please do not hit me with your subplot in the face okay thank you
1: <laughs> during the autopsy Helena finds he's alive and no injuries and she says his okay this them and their pronunciation of freaking words here she goes his body is being held in some sort of stasis I'm like it's awesome. stasis it's fucking stasis
2: on, on one of the other episodes we we discussed someone said orientated yeah I was like what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, uh, ah. yeah
2: yeah yeah stasis you are not one like you're not mm. on what bosses do you say stasis
1: <laughs> yes thank you
0: oh, what man. is your
2: bosses for that pronunciation
1: you go hang out at the oasis
2: yes <laughs> put your put your emphasis on the right syllable
1: oh gosh <sighs> so anyway. yeah, his, his cells replenish. Bergman. He then goes into this disintegrator to show Koenig that he can make a rock. The rock disappear. He disintegrates yeah, well, it.
2: What, what, what good is a disintegrator in a little glass globe like that? Like, what is that for?
1: To keep it from disintegrating the room?
2: I don't, I don't know. But, no. I, but I don't know why you would have that. You know, I mean, if you wanted to use it like a garbage disposal or something, that would be useful. But like, right? Why do you just have this like glass? It's a glass globe, right, in like a lucite yeah. box, it's like, and it's like on a table in the middle of the room. I'm just like, what else do you use this for besides disintegrating this rock?
1: Yeah, like, but it does, and the I mean, rock grows back. It grows, yeah. It just doesn't grow. It just kind of like reappears. <laughs> I think they wanted to show it growing, but uh, they say it's a living organism that can regenerate, like the alien guy. You'll
2: have to take my word for it.
1: Right. <laughs> but then guess what. In the medical bay, the alien gets up and goes to escape. Once again, we have an escape from the med bay, clubbing dudes to get out.
2: I know people in med bay get beat up like yeah. every week,
1: man. Yeah, no security first there. First of this, all, let's talk about the this alien. This one's pretty powerful and big escape. Like he's picking yeah. up dudes, choking them, and throwing them. Well, first and, of
2: all, I would like to draw my attention to his attire. Your attention to his attire. Okay? Yes. Not only does he have bell bottom pants, he has bell bottom sleeves. Yeah. I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah. it's This is an outfit. It is a gown upon gowns.
2: And then when he walks out of the medical lab, after knocking all these dudes out in the medical lab, he's like petting the computers as he walks by. Right. And he puts his hand out like he's petting them, like, oh, good computer, nice computer. And then they no. cut away from him to go back to that Mike we've never seen before. That's his last name, by the way. Mike we've Mike. never seen before.
1: Mike, Mike, <laughs> I've never seen you before, Baxter.
2: Exactly. And uh, they tell him his optic nerve is damaged and he can't fly. I'm like, "Uh, what does this have to do with anything? (laughs) I mean, it comes around later, but at this point you're just like, what? And then we go back to to Baylor, who I guess went to the uh, Obi-Wan school of stealth, right? Right, yeah. He's just like standing there as people walk by.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
2: I'm like, you didn't notice the big six foot two dude in the black robes right there, huh?
1: I thought he, he, he kind of reminded he looked like David Pamer, if you know who that is.
2: Yes, he does look like David Pamer. Yeah, you're looks, right. Yeah, he
1: looked like David so Pamer. Slickers,
2: you know, or from Mr. Saturday Night. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But he's like going through this thing. He's, he hides from a couple of people. Then he walks into this room where this woman is by herself at a desk or a computer or something, right? Right. And he walks in, and he looms over her, like for it seems like forever. Right. And she doesn't notice him at all. Yeah. And then finally he puts. His hand on her, and then she runs away screaming.
1: All these people freaking and flee. And now, this uh, is the
2: scene where they, they took out all the audio of the scene.
1: Yeah, and they kind and of played like, a it little slower. It sounds like they
2: dropped a kitten on an auto harp. Right. It just sounds like somebody randomly hitting a dulcimer. Mm-hmm. And, and while he's like beating up security dudes.
1: <laughs> and it's like slightly slow motion.
2: Right, right. Uh, with and just music, you know?
1: And just music, and then, like, Alan and Koenig run in, and then they decided not to fight, but they shoot him, and stun and kill do nothing, and the guy's, like, finally, like, okay, I'll talk.
2: Right, now that you shot me a couple times.
1: Yeah, And I was like, oh, here we go, another alien or possessed person on the ship taking people out on their own little mission to, well, not get nukes in this one, but hey.
2: His name is Baylor of Provolone. <laughs> At least that's what I heard. He's cheesy. Uh, I wrote down, he's very cheesy. And he likes to loaf. Anyway, um, (laughs) he starts to talk and he's like, they're like, why did you attack us? He's like, dude, you blew me up.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, like. And uh, attacked
2: me. (laughs) In my (laughs) defense. (laughs) You blew up my house and you attacked me. So (laughs) why did I attack you? Hmm. And Alan comes through. He's like, I shot him. Why didn't he die? (laughs) Everything I shoot toys. That's right.
1: <laughs> and he, the guy, yeah, he um, he gives the crew like a full lecture on how he's. Oh pe-
2: I wrote. I wrote. It's long. Story time.
1: So like basically his people are artificially immortal because they figured out how to stop aging and their society went into chaos and he tried to reverse their immortality and teach them to appreciate life. And then he was condemned to the eternity of solitude on that specific asteroid.
2: Basically he couldn't talk everybody into dying. <laughs> so,
1: so like, dude, death is the way man. Like, I,
2: It's so funny. Cause like, He's Telling the story, and you know, like they're trying to set him up as somewhat sympathetic. So when he does a heel turn later, we're all like, <gasps> Ooh. like The way he tells the story, it just seems like he tried to talk everybody into suicide, and they were like, No, that's okay. Yeah, I,
1: I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not picking up this guy as a series regular. Like,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: that's not happening. Koenig has like a powwow with Russell and Bergman about this, and right. There's a weird moment where they talk about the paintings on the asteroid, and it has all these uh-huh. like screams and quick hits and cuts and stuff of it.
2: Right, I'm watching this in my in my office, and my wife is out in her office, yeah. and like the screams and everything comes on. Come on, and she's like, "What the hell are you watching in the-
1: <laughs> it's Space 1999?"
2: Just, uh, they're just showing a painting on Space 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure they are. Okay, whatever. Keep watching your unedited version of Caligula. Go ahead.
1: There you go. <laughs> What is that sax playing? There's never a sax in Space Knight.
2: <laughs> they do not trust Baylor though.
1: No, ba- he visits uh Baxter though and says he can Oh
2: help him. my god, the scene. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Kane goes there and then like Baxter beats him with a like model toy plane. Well, first
2: of all, first of all, he's in there like he's like the only thing we know about this dude is that he's a pilot, right? Right. And he's standing there, and he's got a whole bunch of toy planes in his room. It's like, wow, <laughs> really a pilot, huh? I fly <laughs> in case you didn't pick that up before, you know. So, Baylor goes in to see Mike, right? Yeah, somehow he already knows Mike's backstory. <laughs> yes. How did that happen? Like, he knows about Mike's optic nerve and all this other crap and how he can't fly. And, like, was there a chart
1: of- at the end of his bed?
2: I don't know, maybe he got Mike's daily or dailies by mistake. I don't know. Oh,
1: that's why it was. When he was being friendly with the computer, they were, he was, osmosis was happening.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe that it was that's, like,
1: instead of hello computer, it was hello computer.
2: Hello no computer. What do you help me with, Mr. Mike? So, anyway, Baylor was like, I can help you with your thing, but, right? Mm-hmm. And they've been tracking Baylor because they don't trust him. And they're like, oh, Baylor's in Baxter's place. So Koenig yeah. rushes. Thank God he knows where Baxter lives, right? He right. rushes right there. <laughs> and Mike's there. And Beats him to death pretty much with a toy plane Yes And it's the weirdest POV shot too Because it's like you're seeing him Attack like from Koenig's point of view Like the actor is coming at you With a toy plane And yeah, you do a bloody pulp In a POV shot hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Exactly <laughs> And then Mike collapses with jazz hands <laughs> He does He totally does I'm not even making that up Falls oh, yes. on his back <laughs> With jazz hands, and he's frozen in that position
1: for the rest <laughs> I of his life.
2: Think, Those aren't jazz hands; these
1: are jazz hands. <laughs> oh, that's perfect.
2: <laughs> there's so much dulcimer in this part too, man. Yeah, like again, like that. He's beating him to death with a toy played, but a, it's like a cat on a dulcimer. It's yeah. just like not conducive.
1: And we're supposed to Usually notice that. Go,
2: he- Usually the show, I'm sorry, usually the show goes with the, you know, the waka-chika-waka-chika and yeah. the wah-wah guitar, right? Yeah. But this episode is just like, it was. I guess they're trying to be a little more artistic or something. It mm-hmm. just did not work for me at all. I'm well,
1: sorry. we're supposed to notice that Mike is, his death pose is supposed to resemble the paintings that we are horrified by.
2: Right. But it looks like jazz hands.
1: It is totally jazz hands. <laughs> so Koenig meets with Bay- Baylor and we find out that he was a torturer. To but Tony
2: isn't wounded anymore. He's totally okay.
1: Yeah, totally, he's totally okay. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> he's he's fine yeah, now.
2: He's totally, yeah. He's totally he got beat to a bloody pulp, but now he's cool. Yeah, he's good. And Baylor starts talking like um, Pinhead from Hellraiser. He, yeah. uh, he wrote those exquisite forces of pain and suffering. I'm just like, you know, I just the next line should be that like, we have such wonders to show you. I and mean, you're <laughs> Doug Bradley doing the voice, you know? right?
1: Oh, and
2: so bad. I'm so he's sorry. like,
1: he's like, I, uh, he's, he's basically like, I was this torturer guy. And I'm going to, I want to pick up my work where I left off here on, on Alpha. And Conan's like, nah, nah, nah. And that's Baylor, not going to work for us. Sorry. It, yeah. Baylor that goes like in the control room and he like rips out a panel. He rips he's a like, mixing
2: board out, of the, board out of the floor.
1: Yeah. And he says like, there will be death and destruction until Koenig agrees. I'm like, wait, isn't that what you were going to do anyway? Like,
2: yeah, well. I just I love how he, it it looks like a mixing board from a recording studio. Oh, yeah. He just lifts it, and he throws it at Koenig, but he doesn't throw it hard enough to hit Koenig. Like, he just yes. kind of throws it near him.
1: <laughs> and they're all like, they give him this look like, hey, dude, that was uncalled for.
2: Hey, uncool, man. Not cool. You know, Paul was mixing his album down on that thing. <laughs> it just cost him weeks of studio time, dude.
1: Paul was working on the Blue album over there, That's his right, remix, man. and...
2: Sandra's got has got her waitress's cover band working. I mean, oh, you, know, you just ruined a bunch of studio time, dude. That's not cool.
1: Not cool. A uh, Baylor terrorizes the ship including a woman in the med center that in right in front of Russell and they decided that hey, let's let's blow him out of the airlock. So we're hey, gonna It worked do. for
2: Sigourney Weaver, why not?
1: Years later, it would work for Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> and uh of course, Koenig is the bait to lead him there. That's of course, commanding. and everyone's
2: watching on TV. Yeah, like there's a in command in mission central. They're all standing around watching on TV, watching uh, Koenig like, get his, his ass beat. Right, and while Baylor is hitting him, he's not just punching him or whatever. He's got these like a little electric bitch slaps. Yeah, like they put little uh, like effects on his hand as he smacks as he bitch slaps Koenig. Like right, it's hilarious.
1: And so, like Koenig removes the label from the airlock, so no one knows because. It's that easy to rip it off the ship, and they start closing off areas as Baylor gets through them, and then Koenig did not quite make it, and Baylor starts tossing him around, and Koenig has this hilarious like com- yeah. confrontation where he like he he punches him, and he's like never Baylor, and I'm just like, it
2: was the most ineffective punch I've ever seen in my and, life,
1: and I'm like the I was like, well Martin Lando, you're just not intimidating. I'll (laughs) harm you. (laughs) You better watch it. I'll give you one for, mister. Mm -hmm. And then Dum Dum Baylor tosses Koenig out, Paul shuts the door, and Baylor goes,
2: Right. But then what do they do?
1: They They blow
2: up the the asteroid asteroid again.
1: a they, third time. <laughs> they, they they finish what they came out there to do, Jim. How many they times finish do they finish what to they came out, out there to do there?
2: It's the, it's the, it's the rule of threes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Hel- Helena goes, We meddled. We interfered with other people's justice. We must learn to leave some things alone. <clears throat> and then Bergman wishes they could have learned immortality, but Koenig says, The price was the price too was- high. <laughs> Oh my. And this is just
2: Yeah, we like to blow things up in this episode.
1: <sighs> rather simple episode of just monster possessed being terrorizes ship kinda. There was a little bit more smarts to it. Compared to some of the others we've had, they tried to add some good science fiction philosophies, ideals to that, give it some backing. Right. But the whole ultimate?
2: immortality corrupting a society thing right. that we've seen like Robert Silverberg and other science fiction writers write about. Right,
1: but they presented it in a lecture and not really. Yeah, much. It was yeah, monster. The whole terror. thing was
2: <laughs> him like that big story time in the middle of there, just like right. all right, everybody gather around, Uncle Baylor's gonna tell you what's going on,
1: and there was no debate after that. That was. I mean, you had the interesting disintegration scene, I guess, but it wanted to be more, but it kind of just like did the barest of minimums to add something. Whatever
2: they, whatever they paid the guy who did those paintings, it wasn't enough. It was not enough. And it was too much <laughs> at the same time.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for another Moon Buggy Adventure. Till next time. Jim, Do you are you on the internet?
2: Do you do things? No, I, 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 I'm I, a Luddite. I live, I live off the land. No, um, every week you can catch me on Nothing's On podcast on the Taylor Network of podcast.com, available on iTunes, Amazon, and other places to find podcasts are mongered. Also, H H W L O D is where you can find The Walking Dead TV podcast. We just covered the season finale of Fear the Walking Dead and the finale of Walking Dead World Beyond. You can check that out, www.hw.lod.com. All right, and I'm
1: on Twitter and Instagram. At Brandon4KUHD You can find written work at mineofysoblue.com The Brandon Peters Show will return this week But until then From old space Alpha out
0: Thank you for listening The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production Produced by Brad Shoemaker And Brandon Peters Written and edited by Brandon Peters show is available on apple podcast spotify or anywhere podcasts are found